Hello, everyone. You're listening to Truncated Thoughts presented by Prescouter, where we spend a few minutes talking about trending healthcare topics. I'm your host, Jeremy Schmier. With me is my partner in crime, Ryan LaRanger. In our last episode, we talked about artificial intelligence in terms of clinical decision-making, touching a little bit on diagnostics. Now, today we thought uh, it would be good to continue that AI discussion, but we'll dive a little bit deeper into AI in terms of drug discovery, maybe even vaccines and some other things that are of interest. So Ryan, give us an idea of artificial intelligence and its application with drug making. And is this happening already? So uh, first of all, yes, it is. And that's a very, very broad answer. I'm not going to say everything. Uh, the idea is it depends a little bit on who's using the artificial intelligence system. Basically, it fills gaps. There are a couple of smaller pharmaceutical firms that are using artificial intelligence, just by way of example, to find candidates for drugs that have already been approved. Uh, basically finding new indications. This can be very, very difficult to do if you don't have access to a machine learning or artificial intelligence system because there is so much patient data to sift through. But these days, there are a few providers of uh, curated data sets in the healthcare sector where you can run these prospective trials and other investigations based on the data that they already have. So you can run these retrospective trials, you can run these investigations, and then see what might be a good fit, allowing you to then do a very targeted prospective trial on an area of interest. But that's just a matter of discovery. Uh, there's also artificial intelligence being used for some other applications. But before I go on, do you have any questions about that? Well. One thing you mentioned was, you know, if someone doesn't have this system, you know, how might they even build this system? Where do you start? Do you need to have, you know, a holistic AI strategy or is there something you can do to, to apply it to drug making itself? So this depends a little bit on your question. Artificial intelligence or machine learning is not a monolith. There are many, many different kinds. There's supervised, there's unsupervised, there's you know, a random forest plots and so on. Uh, the idea is you design the machine learning system around your problem. And there are some which you can practically get off the shelf, uh, very similar to what you do in Excel, where you can just press a button and optimize a series of equations to get you know the highest or the lowest value. So some machine learning applications are like that. Uh, other ones have to be more complicated if they're, for instance, pulling in data points from uh, electronic medical record systems, if they're pulling in data from other, uh, say, written records as opposed to numeric or Boolean true, true falses. And so for these, often you need people who are experts in the machine learning questions that you have and who also have experience with the databases you need to access. So it sounds like it's a matter of having an endpoint in mind and building a system or a program to help take you there. Now, let's assume that we kind of know how a vaccine needs to function for something like COVID. You know, how can we use AI to be a better predictor of other vaccines and drugs we might need to make? So artificial intelligence in terms of predicting, that's one of the things it's great for. Uh, before I move on to that, just very briefly, one thing to keep in mind when we're talking about artificial intelligence and drug design is it's actually very difficult 
or it can be very challenging for in, for innovators, for drug developers to find the right sites to run their clinical trial. Because every site you recruit, it's expensive. And uh, the more of them you recruit, the longer your trial can take. Uh, there are some groups who are using artificial intelligence to anticipate what sites will give you a good number of patients that you're interested in for your trial. And so some groups are using artificial intelligence in that element of drug discovery, sort of to determine where might their drug make an impact on the clinical trial phase. So that's just uh, one thing that I wanted to be sure to mention. Now, along the order of determining what needs to be made moving forward, that's a great question. Uh, and it's timely because COVID actually provides a really good example. So there are some groups that are using machine learning to determine or uh, predict or intuit what places on a given protein are likely to induce an immune response. And what these kinds of calculations, these modelings of folding can tell you is if one version of a protein is particularly different from a different version of that same protein that has a different sequence and whether or not that might require effectively a different immune response. So will the vaccine work against the new version? Uh, this is very important right now because COVID has a couple of new strains that have come out and where a big place where we're seeing differences in those strains is in the spike protein. So the spike protein is the target for the existing mRNA vaccines, but the existing mRNA vaccines target the uh, what I would call the wild type or the type one version of the spike protein. As we're seeing these changes, artificial intelligence can be used to determine if those proteins are sufficiently different that they need to start working on a new vaccine for that new variant. So it sounds like there's an element of improvisation that's happening. Is that right? Uh, I'm not sure I would call it improvisation. Um, I, I, I would instead call it more of anticipation, being cautious, and keeping a view of how the protein is changing uh, across the world and to try and anticipate when you need to start making a new version of the vaccine. That's a fair point. So I think I want to take the conversation uh, in a slightly different direction. Now, tell me what you think about the molecular biology community or the folks that are going into this field and maybe the folks that are already in it. Is this tool or this ability to use AI, is this a friend? Is it a foe? Just kind of compare and contrast that, if you will. Well, it's a new set of skills you need to learn. <laughs> I mean, it's in the research community, the movement towards artificial intelligence and machine learning has been a long time coming. And especially in the sequencing space, we've been using these tools for a while to use them to effectively try and figure out what part of sequence goes where. And, you know, it hasn't always been machine learning, but it's always been sort of some form of coding and calculation. A dirty secret about drug discovery in general, molecular biology specifically, is you see these really, really neat molecular biology diagrams where it's protein one to protein two to protein three to function. It's never actually like that. It's a mess. It's a blob. There are thousands of proteins interacting with each other in a way that's very complicated. And so these kinds of tools allow researchers to breathe a bit of a sigh of relief because they can make more sense out of those pathways. It's less a matter of, I will say, job replacement, 
but instead one of these tools allow scientists to focus more of their effort on very specific questions. Sounds like we might be in store for more accurate, perhaps more efficacious uh, targeted drug making in the future. Is that a fair way to characterize your thoughts? I mean, that's the hope. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the goal. Well, all right. That is all the time that we have for today. If you're not a subscriber already, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also find information on how to contact us if you have any questions or want to have a dialogue with us about anything that you've heard in this episode or previous episodes. Next time, we plan to delve into over-the-counter drugs. And until then, thanks for listening.